a dealer near you at bfgoodrichtires.com. Who should the Lakers take with the second pick in the draft? A lot of people are convinced that it'll be Jaleel Okafor can't pass on a big. I'm not so sure, Marcellus. I, I see strategic problems with Okafor, especially with Randall in a front court. I think Okafor, given the way the game is played nowadays, a player like Okafor requires a unique kind of or a rare kind of power forward playing next to him. Uh, a guy who can give him space but also protect the rim. Obviously, Serge Ibaka, maybe Chris Bosh. You need like a long power forward who can shoot and defend why, and, and protect the rim. Well, strategically, I can see Okafor being the four, and I can see, obviously, Julius Randle being the three since he's undersized anyway. Okafor uh, at the four? That's what I would say. Well, you, put, you wouldn't get Randle and have Okafor and then say, you're going to put Randle at the four. And Randle could actually bring him out because he could dribble, and he likes to dribble. And he can go out and space it, and he could be more of the small He's forward. Have the slowest front court of all time. You're going to go get a center, a bigger, slower dude than Okafor? Look, uh, the, the way that you have Ennis Cantor or something well, like that. Well, you're forcing my hand saying they're, they're on the roster. Yeah. So right, once right. you say they're on the roster, no, I'm that's saying, that's how I'm what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying, like, it's a listen. Let's let's bring in someone now in the Morocco Casino Resort hotline. Maybe clearer about all of this, Jonathan uh, Givoni of uh, Draft Express. Did I pronounce your last name right? Who are you? You did. First time ever. Um, at Draft Express. You know on Twitter they do, they do those great video breakdowns of all the prospects and stuff. You never, you never watch Draft Express? Watch it all the time. It's Jonathan, in fact, I wish that no. your videos were a little shorter sometimes. Sometimes I'm on the go and I'm like, I don't have eight minutes to watch a whole breakdown. Give me something in 90 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Can you make some 90-second or 60-second yeah. video breakdowns? It's a microwave society now. Microwave. Quick. Quick. I'm waiting for the potato we'll start, to We'll start doing it on Vine from now on. Eight seconds, the whole <laughs> breakdown. Perfect. So what, what do you, so, so what does your draft board look like um, if you were just drafting best available player? What would your draft board look like in order? It would probably be Towns, number one, and then Okafor, number two, the way most people have it. I mean, it's pretty hard to find 6'11", Seven footers, guys that that can score. Um, you know, you can't get them in free agency. Their teams will never let them go. It's very hard to trade for them. So this is the only real route to to get in these guys, unless you're willing to give up a ton of assets. And that's something that the Lakers just don't have right now. But the Lakers traditionally have not drafted bigs. They've waited because they they see who wins the war of attrition, who bangs down low, whose body can hold up, and then they acquire Wilt, Kareem. Shaq, even Powell and Dwight. They don't, they don't generally draft that guy. What is Okafor's upside, do you think? What's a comp, comparable player in terms of his upside? Outside of Bynum. Yeah, Bynum. But that didn't work out, really. Oh, the two championships. Stop. Yeah, he, he was not a major contributor oh, uh, he on was them. On the team. And then they traded Three. him for Dwight Howard. All right. Yes, go ahead, Jonathan. Okafor is going to be a guy that you can build your half-court offense around. You can throw the ball inside the post to him, and he can go get a basket. And there, there are not five guys in the NBA that you can say that about. He's got amazing hands. He's got great feet. And he has really good touch with both hands. So he, he's a guy that is really going to be able to, um, you know, to build an offense around. And, um, you know, I think that he's a, he's a pretty safe pick. And, um, you know, the big question about him is on defense. I mean, he does have – uh, he's good feet. He has extremely long arms. He's got a longer wingspan than, than Towns does. 
he's not a bad athlete. So the question is, you know, can you can you teach him how to be a better defender? There's a lot of guys that came into the NBA that weren't great defenders. You know, Marcus Gasol went, you know, in the end of the second round because people thought he can't guard anybody, and now he's the you know defensive player of the year. So um, I think that you take Okafor and you figure it out. Now, what about D'Angelo Russell? What are your feelings on him? I, I'm just afraid Okafor winds up being Al Jefferson, nice player, and D'Angelo Russell winds up being James Harden, better player. Uh, what, what, what about D'Angelo Russell? I think D'Angelo Russell is great. I mean, that's the good thing about this draft. There's a lot to choose from. This is a very, very talented draft. I would say from one through seven, you're going to get some really, really nice players. So I like D'Angelo Russell, too. I think that he's, he's going to be a, uh, an excellent player. So... If I were a Lakers fan and the Lakers picked uh, D'Angelo Russell, I'm, I would be pretty happy as well. Let's go back to uh, what you just said about Okafor. Imagine him and Julius Randle on the same team with the Lakers if they were to draft him. Um, how does that team look? It's not a great fit. It really isn't because there's a lot of duplication there. Julius Randle is also a back-to-the-basket guy. He's not someone that can really face the basket and, and shoot. He made you know a handful of jumpers at Kentucky. And so, you know, I think that you're really, um, you know, you're crowding the paint there, and you don't have a lot of great shooters around him. Jordan Clarkson is not a great shooter. Kobe Bryant, you know, more of a volume shooter. I think that in today's NBA you're going to have an issue there. But in the draft, I don't think you can really pass on the guy that you feel is the best talent because of what's already on your roster. I think that's how you make mistakes. Well, since you said that, but let's just go with the alternative. Julius Randle is a Laker right now. Who would you draft to compliment him? Who's the best player? If you were drafting Towns, if I could, honestly, I would do whatever I could to get Carl Towns. I would tell Carl Towns, don't go to Minnesota. Don't go for a workout. Don't meet with them. You know, hold out. Tell them you're not going to sign. Tell them you'll sit out the entire year. Do whatever's in your power to become a Laker. You know, we've seen that happen in the past. Do what Kobe did, think, huh? <laughs> exactly. I don't think it's beyond any of these guys. I mean, if you were 19 years old and someone offered you, go move to Minneapolis or move to Los Angeles, what would you pick? Good point. Hmm. A really good point, actually. Yeah. Now, Carl Anthony Towns, my my uh, fear is, or my my hesitation there. I loved him as I watched him play a little bit more. I thought, oh wait, this guy's better than Okafor. Maybe I love the idea of value in the draft with Carl Anthony Towns as the number one pick. I'm less bullish because I feel like he still has he's he's has more development to do than Okafor. Certainly on the offensive end. And I see guys like DeAndre Jordan, for example. Not too many like him, but DeAndre Jordan, at least. Second-round pick. You know, like, what, isn't Towns a little bit of a reach in terms of where he is now, in terms of his polish to take first overall? I don't think so. No, I think that if you look at the season as a whole, he's a raw player. But if you look at the improvement that he made throughout the year, you see how he really kind of shouldered Kentucky's offense as the year moved on. They needed a basket. They went to him. And on top of that, you look at what he brings on defense. He's one of the best shot blockers in the draft. He's also one of the best rebounders in the draft. He's also an excellent passer. He's got three-point range on his shot. He has everything you look for in an NBA an NBA center these days. He can really do everything. So I would not pass on him just because, you know, there's going to be some growing pains for the first year or so. I think every player in this draft is going to experience that. And you, if you're the Lakers, you have to – find that guy that can be a franchise player from you three to five years down the road. Moutier or D'Angelo Russell? Like, who's three on your list? D'Angelo Russell, just because of the shooting component. I think that we're watching the playoffs right now. Everybody is shooting a three on every other possession. If you have a guy that can't shoot or is just an average shooter like Emmanuel Moutier, 
it really, really makes things complicated for you on offense. Everybody's going to go under on every screen, and uh, it puts a lot of pressure on, on the other teammates you have. And so I think that D'Angelo Russell, his flexibility to, to play both guard positions and also with his passing, I, I wouldn't pass on him at three. What do you think of Moutier? I mean, the shot, a shot can be acquired. Um, what do you think of him as an overall prospect? I think he's really, really solid. I don't think that he's this freakish athlete that everybody's making him out to be. He's not John Wall. He's not Russell Westbrook. But he's bigger than those guys. And he's Drew Holiday? Point guard. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a good comparison. I think that's, uh, that, you know, I think that's something that's uh, kind of what his you know, medium-range medium upside could be is a Drew Holiday type guy. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty hard to find. Jonathan Gavoni of Draft Express. At Draft Express, I urge you to follow them on Twitter, Lakers fans, especially now. I urge you to cut those great, videos down. They do great work. No, I love the long videos. I just need, <laughs> Jonathan, we need like a shorter video to go with it because we're on the go where I'm heading to Sports Nation, whatever. I'm like, oh, they got a new one out on so-and-so. And it's like, oh, I got a meeting. I, I need it. it can't, there can't, can we do something here, Jonathan? That's what I want to know. I'll talk to Mike Smith about it. I'll see what yeah. he says. Uh, like some snippets of analysis, at least, next to it that I can, you know, use on TV. I'll quote you. I'll give you credit. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate the time, brother. Thank you, brother. Jonathan Gavoni of me. Draft Express. They have good information. They really like no-nonsense. Break it down. Where's he from, Rod? You know, where's this guy from? Jonathan Gavoni. Who's Roger Marcellus is talking to you. He's one yeah, of the hosts he, of the show. You know, I'm sorry, what are you doing? Look at me on the phone. He has to talk Over to there, brown nosing. Look at him. Oh, he's brown nosing. He's he <laughs> from Florida, he said. Oh. He, he, has, Raj has he to said the interview's over, by the way. Let him go. <laughs> we let him go. We're talking yeah, to you. He's gone. We're talking to you now, Roger. Damn. So there you have it. Oh. Moody, yeah, yeah. I get nervous when I hear. I don't think he's an amazing athlete. I think he's more like J- Drew Holiday. Well, you can get a guy like that. Yeah, but it's good to have a guy he, like it that. It is, it is. But I like to roll the dice on some upside here. Mm-hmm. Go home broke, huh? Yeah. That's how you like yeah. to leave yeah. Vegas, huh? Yeah. Okay. Roll. At least, least you went for it. <laughs> Go for the gusto. Vikings. The Vikings have drawn a line in the sand with that same stick you used to play tic tac toe with. <laughs> with Adrian Peterson coming up, Max and Marcellus. Uh-oh. King James Bishop.